did you really miss us? Cause we've been gone for so long. Hey, this is episode 32. Yes, it is. Is that 32? Is. No, no, it's 32 <laughs> plus 1. 33. Don't forget to rate and view us on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at yellowpackaging604. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. We everywhere. Yay! That's me having fun. Fun! You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver. Living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing. About something. And about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back. Listen up. And get a new view on what it's like. And get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hey, strangers. Hey, hey, hey. Do you remember us? <laughs> yeah, it's me. In case you don't know, it's me, Colton. And this is Jesslid. Yes. Yeah, we're still here. It's been two months. Yeah, it's been a while. Recorded. Yeah, we've been, we've just been enjoying life too much. We're kind of a big deal now. I don't know if you know, we're just oh, yeah. busy with paparazzi and... Oh, and also, I don't know if releases. you saw, but we got that one review. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so... Okay, let's just address the elephant in the room. That's It's been an elephant for quite some time, but we've kind, yeah. of, we've kind of brushed it under the rug slash, like, compartmentalized it somewhere in our... Also, I was like, fuck what you think. <laughs> you don't know me, and I don't give a shit what you think. And then really in my head, I was like, do I give a shit what you think? Oh, my God, is he in my head right now? Yeah, it started, it started off as um, we were kind of were like offended and then we got defensive and then we just stopped talking about it <laughs> yeah so there's like stages of grief and then there's stages of being dissed and yeah. then we went through that yeah so we got we have one review on apple Podcasts, and unfortunately it wasn't a good review um, and it's our only one let's just say okay, let's, let's be know? real right now yeah exactly and you know like we won't go into the details of it it's a hobby it's not like something we are making yeah, serious coin with totally because if we were the quality of this podcast <laughs> would be so much better and we wouldn't be in a closet at the vancouver <laughs> library which is also my favorite but place we love the, the library i do i love the library in this so heat much. box yes but so you know like a pig right now we are taking what with you know we're making so do with what we have if the last few episodes were like <laughs> something happened to those guys yeah then yes, something did. But I wonder if that's just in your head and he's gone in our head or if it's actually like, you know, legit. Like, have we actually, since the last two episodes, have we actually like downgraded our quality of podcast? I don't know if it, if he is in my head, but I'm just like, whoa, I feel kind of bad for Maddie Boo, Boo because um, I felt like I could have been more on my A game. I thoroughly enjoyed our Me too. I really Maddie. like Maddie Boo. I felt like it could have been, there could have been more. Yeah. There's, Three funnies in the room. We're all funny. Well, I'm not even the funniest. I'm not that so, funny. <laughs> um, I thought it could have been. Yeah. Would have been. Right. Chris R.W. 
<laughs> okay, so we're going to blast him on our podcast. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you, though. Thank you. It kind of shook us up a little bit. Yeah, it did. And I think it was in a good way. It just took two months to realize it was, like, a good way because we had to, like, go through the process. Yeah. Well, you see it on the review on iTunes anyway. Well, I couldn't. I was trying to look for it, and I couldn't find it. But it was on there. And I think it was on, like, if you go on the website, like, the Apple Podcast website and look there, then the review is on there. But I think if you look on your phone, it's not there. Yeah, I tried also looking for it. Regardless. Irregardless. Irregardless. Um, he did have some um, criticism that mm-hmm. we, you know, I appreciate, you know, regardless mm. of whether it was good or not. But he essentially said, you know, we don't. We don't need to direct quote. Okay, okay but, we're not. Yeah, generalize, you know, we weren't his cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. For he, that moment. Essentially, we, you know, and I'm sure maybe people agree with us, you know, but we ramble and we don't really have a point and we <laughs> talk about. <laughs> Things. Oh my god, crying! No, I'm not. I am stronger than this. <laughs> but you know, it's okay because you know, it's our, our podcast isn't for everybody. We're not trying to make it for everybody. I think for me, the vision of yellow packaging was always to kind of be for listeners to be part of a conversation just between two Asian cool kids <laughs> living in the Zing. 604. You know totally. what I mean? Yeah. And. It's not meant to be like this worldly podcast. It's more to start conversations and to be part of conversations about issues, you know, living in Vancouver, issues being Asian. And that's just really the purpose of our podcast It's just to give a new perspective, because a lot of times in the podcast industry, it's very it's very um, white dominated or, you know, like there isn't really a a representation for Asians. I mean, there are some, but it's not a lot. And we just want to you know, give our two cents into the podcast industry. And yeah, it's a slice of life. We're yeah. not here to really change the world, but totally. to like give a different perspective, yeah. as Colt did say. Like, we're not, we don't want to take this thing too seriously. Yeah, the totally. Thing. We're just having fun. Yeah, like, and a lot of the podcasts I listen to, like The Read and Throwing Shade and Stop Podcasting Yourself, like, those are conversational podcasts. And I find I get a lot more out of that than just a podcast that's just straight up facts. Like, yeah. sometimes I don't want to listen to you know, um, This American Life or Radio Lab because it's just, it's storytelling and that's not our podcast. We're not yeah. storytellers. We're not a news podcast. We just talk about issues relevant to us. Yeah, it's like eavesdropping on a yeah, conversation. Exactly. We get to be part of it. And we just want, we just want to have fun. Yeah, we just want to have fun. So Isn't thank you fun? to my sister and everyone else yeah, who listens and, to it still. And my my, and my two friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> and all the people all over the world. Yeah, thank you for supporting us. <laughs> and therefore, and such as, and education. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. YBR. <laughs> okay, on that note, as mentioned, it's been two months and I sincerely apologize. Just things have been a bit cray cray, but yeah. you know, we're back. We're here, we're here, we're queer. One of them. Get over it. I guess. (laughs) Some elements. People say you have a small percentage of queerdom. Is that something you can say? No, I don't know. Queerdom? I'm not offended by it. Okay, then yes, you can then. (laughs) But to our listeners. I don't know. Don't write a negative (laughs) (laughs) review. We're very sensitive and fragile. Uh, I'm cool though. I'm cool. I'm so cool. Okay, so yeah. So what's new? What's been happening? We last recorded August, end of August, September, October. So what has been happening? Um, you were away for a really long time. Yes. Yeah, so once again, my work requires that I travel, and I was in Asia for a little over two weeks. And the highlight for me was I went to Seoul, Korea. And I think I mentioned in my pre- in the previous episodes that I really wanted to go to Seoul. So. I finally crossed off my bucket list, and on top of that, I went by myself, which was also really, really fun. Like, I think I really enjoy traveling alone. 
Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but I really enjoy being alone sometimes. Get a lot of freedom. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. I can go wherever I want. I don't have to, like, convince others to join me or worry about if they like what I'm doing or if they like where we're going. I just do what I want to do. And So then how was the language barrier then? Was that an issue for you? So I'll just sum it up pretty quickly. Um, what I was told with people in Seoul, Korea, was that a lot of Koreans know how to speak English, but they don't like to speak English because they aren't confident in it. So if you speak English to them, they'll understand, but they won't respond back. So how do you know if they're listening? Because they understand. Like so they're, ju- they're just nodding? Yeah. Or, okay. the, or, if the, or if I'll be like, do you, underst- do you speak English? And they're like, no. <laughs> 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 Which part of, like, I get it, like... English isn't their first language, yeah. so it'd be like if somebody came up to me and was like, oh, do you speak Japanese? And I'm like, no. You don't, do you, you don't <laughs> speak Japanese, though. It's like, but we're in we're in Vancouver, so why would... I think it's... Part of me was kind of conflicted because, like, I feel like it's so presumptuous to, for me to assume that anywhere I go, they'll speak English. You know what I mean? And having been in Asian countries, I feel like there's this kind of, like, mentality that it you should understand English even though English isn't your dominant language in that in the country you're living in. You know what I mean? So did you use... Um, so when I was in Korea, also English was very limited. Yeah. I used the Google Translate. Yeah, I did. And that's how I communicated to the hair salon or the <laughs> stylist. <laughs> oh, you got your hair yeah. cut. I heard that's a really big thing in Seoul, Korea, is that to cut your hair cut. Yes. Yeah. Because they do like a consultation. Yeah. It's like a whole day event. Yeah. I did not do that. I it's didn't so have Google nice. Maps. Um, I would not go Google... I don't know if Google Translate actually, I'm sure it works. Yeah, but no, I didn't. Um, But I got around. I mean, I was able to speak English for most of the time. And if not, we kind of figured it out. You know, I spoke English. They responded in Korean. I think the biggest difficulty and hurdle that I had to get through was when I first arrived. Like, I took, like, a late night flight. And I arrived in Seoul at, like, I think, like, 12.45 at night. And then the cab ride from the airport to the actual city is, like, an hour and a half. So I actually, so I had, like, the Airbnb host gave me the address in Korean. I gave it to the cab driver. The cab driver took me there. But of course, I don't know where I'm going and I don't know where the hell I am. And I don't even know what this Airbnb place actually looks like. Um, so we, he stopped off at the correct place and he started saying something to me in Korean. Like, And I assumed he meant, like, I don't know if this is the right address or not. So then I kind of repeated what the name of the like the complex was. And then he spoke it into his like map thing. And then it sent me in a completely different direction. So he drove me, like I think, like 15... 20 minutes away from where my original Airbnb was, but having no context as to where my Airbnb was, <laughs> I was literally walking around like the city of Hongdae oh in Seoul for like a good two hours, not knowing where the hell I was in going. In the dark. Yeah. And I didn't have a SIM card because I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just go and get a SIM card when I, when I land at my Airbnb place, you know? And then, so I didn't have any service. I couldn't, even when I tried to turn my service on, it wouldn't even connect. Luckily though, it was a Friday night and there were tons of like, people out and about that like at that time of night like at 3 a.m and i was able to finally like load my maps up and like after like a good hour and a half i finally figured out where i was going and i didn't get to my air i didn't get to my airbnb until like four in the morning (laughs) because even then like i stupidly didn't read the instruction manuals that the airbnb host sent me it's a long story but anyways i didn't read it so when i got to the right area i couldn't even figure out where my airbnb was because it was quite complicated to get to. You kind of had to go like around this back alley in order to get in there. But I was so thankful that where my Airbnb was, there was actually a hostel there. And there were two American oh. kids just sitting on the, 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 the stairs, just like 
having a cigarette and they're like, you look lost. You need help. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Like, please help me. I don't know where I'm going. And then they, they helped me find the place. And yeah, it was, I couldn't have been more thankful. And I'm kind of sad that I wasn't able to see them again and go, like buy them drinks or something. But yeah. That could have been a really bad ending to that story. Yeah. I saw these American guys are smoking cigarettes and they mugged me. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, they looked like you can, t- I think you can read oftentimes I feel like you can read like body language and vibes and personality then you know like they were safe like there's the hostel like Seoul is a very safe city yeah. I'll say that so like I didn't feel like I was in danger at any time but yeah um other than that I loved Seoul I was only there for two days but it was a good two days spent and yeah I can't wait to go back again yeah I also want to go back it was really fun I was pregnant with Issa at the time so I didn't do any of the fun like partying drinking oh yeah I didn't do that smoking the cigarettes on a stoop remember when you used to be a cigarette smoker yeah that's a crazy thing me and Coleman are just talking about that and like thank the lord you know we stopped but like so many things had to change for that to happen like I had to stop working at the clubs like he had to stop smoking too like just changes in like job and environment that all had to change in order to do that yeah well I remember like like Coleman specifically like he smoked for a bit he quit, then he smoked, and then he quit. So it was like he wasn't fully off. But I yeah. think only recent, not only recently, but like he's like officially off now. Yeah. yeah. I think it's been almost five years. Yeah. Since we've been off the cigarettes. But sometimes I think about it. If like maybe when I'm 80, I'll like pick it up again. Make my grandkids <laughs> take me to the sewer. Grandma needs you to go to the max. Get me some Marlboros. Yeah. Do they got menthol? <laughs> Mama needs menthol. I think by the time you're 80, there will be this new style of smoking that we don't oh, know Oh, like e-cigarettes yeah. where everyone's dying from it now? Yeah, that's yeah, that, vaping. Yeah, that new one. Vaping. What did I say? Oh, e-cigarettes. It's like the same. Vaping, right? Yeah, that's I think like it's the same. Same. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, but... Smoking. Who knows? I've been smoking all day yeah. long. Like, I never smoked, so I definitely, like, can't relate to, like, how people feel around smokers, you know, um, when they've recently quit. But I definitely can relate in terms of, from, like, a like a weed perspective. Like, mm. now when I smell it, I don't like the smell of it at all. Really? I find it really gross. Like, I, I love the smell of, like, fresh weed okay, before, yeah. but when people are, like, smoking, like, a joint, yeah. I don't like the smell of that. It's just, It's really gross. Yeah, I still don't mind it. I haven't smoked since forever fucking long ago. Yeah. But I will soon. Mark my words. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. I'm smoking Before. all the weed. <laughs> we were supposed to get hammered and then record a podcast, too. Oh, that still happened. <laughs> yeah. I see it in the future. Future-ish. <laughs> future-ish, for sure. I wonder if you can bring booze in here. You're not um, even allowed to drink in Yeah, here. you can't. We could sneak it in. No one said anything about smoking. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Uh, I guess just mom lifing it up, really. Lisa has been so crazy. Do you feel like like your purpose in life or your like life achievements have now just been all Isa? I'll tell you one thing. So before Isa, I was like, oh, I'm never just going to be like a mom. Right. Which is part of your job description yeah. now as a parent. Like, you're not Jessalyn. You're Jessalyn, not your Issa's mom. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go back full time. Everything's going to be fine. I'll get a daycare. Da-da. All that stuff isn't easy. Daycare is expensive. Yeah. Also, 
try getting into one close by. Right. Or even in Eastbound or in Burnaby because that's all the wait lists are still on. Yeah. Um, but the thing I've realized, too, I didn't realize how much um, I like being Issa's mom. And I think that's way more fulfilling than anything I've ever done. That's good that you feel that way. For so sure. when people ask me, like, so what else do you do? It's like, oh, my God, is there more? Like, uh, what else do I do? Well, Issa does gymnastics now, yeah. and Coleman takes her on Tuesdays, yeah. and I do a class in the evening. I feel like a lot of people... Um... Especially if they don't have yeah. kids, they have a lot of judgment. Yeah. And they have, like, their own dialogue of, like, how they thought my life was going to go, I guess. Or just people have their own definitions of what, like, your success is or what the definition of your character is you know and people oftentimes let their career be their true representation of their success and um their purpose in life you know what i mean but reality is we define what that is you know so if you feel like my purpose in life or my definition of who i am is to care for and raise this this beautiful girl then that's yeah. what you choose you know that is a career on its own for sure and it's fulfilling. Yeah. It's provided us so much joy. Like, I don't think there's something wrong with that until I see some people's faces. Yeah. Especially if they don't have kids, they're looking at me like, oh, my God, are you, are you okay? So what do you do for you? Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. These are loaded questions right now, and I feel sweaty. Well, like, I think they're coming. Like, I get where they're coming from in a yeah. sense. It's like, if everything you do and every day all you do is just care for Issa, then do you feel like you've lost yourself in it? No, I think this is like adding to myself. This yeah. is now like another element of myself. So when I see them, I've had to like, you know, distance myself from some people yeah. just because I don't need to see your face look like you're no. sorry. For, you feel sorry for yeah, me. Yeah, totally. And there's like things I do to do for myself. Yeah. Um, but now I don't have to be like, well, I do this and like I'm like defensive. Prove. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god, I took a dance class. I was at Zumba last week and I did yoga. So exactly. and I've got a gym pass. So it's like, and I do have a listening. Those are all for real. Like I actually do that. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is something really fun. Yeah. It's still like a fun hobby for us. Right. So, you know, like fuck that. It's like this different ideal. And sometimes I feel that about myself because I had these ideals before yeah. having Issa. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm like, I've now gone back on my words somehow. But yeah. it's like I'm allowed to change my mind. Totally. I didn't know what it was going to be like. Exactly. I've never had a kid before. Yeah, it's all about perspective. Totally. So like in that aspect, it's like everything I'm doing is for myself in yeah. that sense. Yeah, you're doing it for you. And in turn, you're doing it for Issa. Right. And she's so much fun. Like, she is a really cool kid. I enjoy spending time with her. I miss her when we're not together. Like, I miss her now. So let's hurry this podcast along. <laughs> I feel like there's a bit of bias there since it's your kid. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. <laughs> but she really is. I do have them love goggles on, though. You're obsessed. I know. Get over it. I know. I can't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess that's new. I got a gym pass. I go to classes now. Yeah. Issa just recently nailed somersaults, so she Look can do her. that now. Yeah. She can hang on a pole by herself. So she's a monkey. <laughs> yeah, in the last two months, she's become a monkey. Yeah. She's very talented. It's like your own personal project <clears throat> that you're working on. Yes. To raise this superhuman being. Yeah. A lot of pressure. It really is. You want them to be like good people, nice, yeah. kind, respectful, yeah. grateful, all these things. 
But, you know, who knows? Some days you just do the best you can. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. And there is no definition of a perfect child, you know? Yeah. Just raise them to be nice human beings and respect other human beings and to be a good person and not make the world worse than what it already is. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Put Um, that in a book. Okay. So one recent thing that has just passed was elections. Yes. Very exciting Canadian politics. (laughs) <laughs> Wake up, everybody. <laughs> you know what I like about our politics, though? It's 40, it's 40 days. Yeah. It's 40 days um, in comparison to the States, which is like, I don't know, five, twen- 10 years. Yeah. It's like uh, two years of like uh, what is it, running their campaign. Yeah. It's very long. Like in the government, essentially, right? Yes. It's, it's every two years? Theirs is every four years. Yeah, ours is every four years. Yes, but they've only got 40 days on the campaign trail got it yeah to like claim to convince people people. to vote for them yeah Yeah. so the outcome of the elections was that once again our liberals won um the liberals are like the centrists essentially um the conservatives but it was a minority government a minority government so that was the i guess that was the biggest thing was prior previous election liberals had the majority government and now they've lost quite a few seats um it's unfortunate that you know some of the the right wing right right wing is like NDP Green yep. Party, right? So, the right wing didn't. No, is that left wing? Is that left wing? I don't know. Yikes. I'm not. I'm not Listen, we're not a news podcast. <laughs> we're not we a politics podcast. We did say that right off, yeah, the, so. right off the top. Um, but just yeah. I think it's one thing that was interesting though, and you had mentioned was that Bill Twenty One. Yeah, that was actually a, one of the major reasons why, like the the liberals were the only party, or just Trudeau was the only one who said he would discuss that, yeah. address that, yeah. Um, and everyone else is like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. And I was on Reddit um, the other day after the elections and just reading up and just on, like, what people were saying about the elections and stuff. Because oftentimes I find that, like, Reddit is a way better news source for me than, like, yeah. just going through, like, Apple News and going through all, like, the sensationalized articles that are on there. Because it's all, like, condensed. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, funny jokes on there, but uh, anyways... They were talking about, and one person on there was talking about his viewpoint of Bill C-21 and why he thinks that it isn't racist at all. And okay. It, I, I did, I didn't How get, is it not? What did he say? Essentially, he's like, well, Christians like had to take church and stuff all out of their government systems and everything. So and there, he, his justification was like, well, if Christians could do it quietly without any problems, then why are all these other religious sects having the same problem? You know what I mean? Like, and like, I'm not saying that he was right or wrong, but I just, it's interesting and nice to, not nice, but um, really educational. Refreshing. Yeah, refreshing and educational to learn about uh, somebody who's actually for it, speak their perspective of it. You know what I mean? And for the most part, Reddit was pretty good. Like the people on Reddit were pretty good in having a conversation rather than just like slandering and like, you know, shutting it down and just yeah. throwing insults. You know what I mean? But I still don't think that the bill C-21 is like uh, a deal, uh, a bill that should stay. Um, it sounds in racist still. Yeah, it still is racist. And it's it's crazy. Like, um, and I heard that that's one of the reasons why. Um, block. Yeah, the Bloc Quebecois. Um, did they gain seats? They did. Yeah. They finally. Which is crazy, you know, but I think there's it's I think this election, this this election outcome is it's very weird, you yeah. know. Like NDP and the Green Party, which are like, you know, socialists, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say more like, so. Climate change is very important to them. You know, yeah. like middle class, lower class is very important to them. You know, uh, racial minorities, um, issues on the LGBTQ. Trans pipeline. Trans pipeline, all that stuff. They're like against trans pipeline. They're for LGBTQ, you know, like. I feel like it's like the party of like the younger generation, right? But um, they've actually lost seats. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's, but they, yeah. So one theory I, was um, the people in Quebec, especially especially like the Anglophones. Yeah. They are kind of fed up. Yeah. They feel like they're losing their identity, and yeah. that's kind of like the rise of the Bloc Québécois yeah. too. And the Bloc Québécois are like, um, they're close to like conservative parties, so. I guess like Republicans, I suppose. Like it's if somebody, you needed to, yeah. yeah compared I think to American that's, politics, yeah. Um, but they're all about. So Quebec is, in case our non-Canadian listeners don't know, is a province <laughs> of Canada, and they're all about, you know, sovereignty being their own separate, like separating from Canada and all that stuff. Um, and they are actually the ones responsible for the Bill C twenty one. Um, they have a really interesting. You know, seventy five percent of people in Quebec. Yeah. agree with that yeah that's a huge huge majority yeah if you listen back to and i can't remember which episode it was but we talk about the that. last one yeah but yeah so anyways that's uh, elections canada essentially so liberals won so the way it works is there's a there's a certain number of seats in the house of parliament and each party that's running uh in the parliament based on the way people vote for elections gets allotted a certain amount of seats based it's 170 on 170 seats 170 seats and i think no you have to get 170 oh, seats to, to get, get a majority yeah majority yeah so and i think it's really good that way because it's a it's a democratic system in a sense that yeah. everybody has their say and everybody has an influence on it uh past election liberals had 170 plus seats so therefore they could easily pass bills without any kind of backlash against other parties you know they could they had the majority and this isn't a whatever anyways blah 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 politics it's just it's an interesting way to look at it now because the liberals do not have a minority so that means they have to do a lot of um uh i'd say collaboration cooperation negotiations with other parties to get things signed and passed and get things done yeah get things done which is cool because i do want to see that happen you know and now all the parties are like okay well now if liberals want something they're gonna have to work with us yeah you know what i mean that's so, 338 seats 338 seats yeah so Anyways, that's that in a nutshell. Had but to Google that. It's very really quick. exciting stuff that's happening, and you know, our politics may not be as sensationalized and reality TV show worthy like uh, American politics, but you know, I think when I was younger, I wasn't really, I had no clue about politics. But as I'm getting older, I I do care, and I want to learn more about the system and what each party really stands for and stuff. So I'm paying closer attention to it and keeping a closer eye on it. Yeah, I spend a lot of time Googling. You know you learn that in school. Yeah, and you, in one ear out the other. That's why I feel like, I don't know, the school system's kind of messed up. I don't think that's... the Everything that I was taught in elementary school, I pretty much forgot. I think you also learn it in high school. Yeah. So anything there, too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So... Public school system. You know, school's not for everyone, too. We all learn a different way. 100%, and I am definitely one of those people. Me too. Yeah. Thanks, Reddit. We should have Reddit in high <laughs> yeah, school. Yeah, Reddit should be in high school. We need to change the way we educate our children, for sure. But they said voter voter uh, turnout? turnout was actually really, really good. And advanced voting was even more, like, above average. Like, Sweet. way above average. Yeah, so. that was, I did advanced voting as well. And I did too, thanks to you. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, you should have got everything by now. And that's what 
clued me in that I did not get my election ballot. But anyway, so what happened? If what happened? Did you have to register? Or? Yeah, so I had okay. to register. Yeah, but it was easy. Yeah, super easy. So no excuse. No excuses. And if you don't vote, then you really have no say in whatever happens in the city. All right. So. Okay, cool. Current events out of the way. Current Our feelings out of the way, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've unloaded. <laughs> we've decompartmentalized all the issues that we've been harboring. <laughs> I feel so much lighter now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us. Yeah. Rate and review us. <laughs> but only nice things. <laughs> <laughs> We're so fragile. <laughs> We're sensitive, folk. Okay, so, uh, you know, you know what we do. Yeah. Article time. Exactly. Um, so I don't know if you want to go or if you want me to go. You go first. Okay. So I don't know if you saw this, but in the summer, a transgendered woman had taken a few like beauticians to court over a human rights issue. Was this in Canada? This was in Canada. Okay. This was in BC. Um, and she was saying that they were discriminating against her because uh, they didn't want to... Um, treat or like wax a transgender person. Was it Brazilian? Yeah, she wanted the whole shebang bar. She wanted to be bear down there. Yeah, she, <laughs> she wanted a Brazilian. Oh, I didn't even know that was like a that's thing. A thing. That it's a thing. It does not sound pleasant. So, took them to court. The human rights uh, tribunal has come up with a verdict and uh, they said that uh, she filed the gentle wax complaint as means of extortion rights. Oh. So, so this um, woman, her name is Jessica Yaniv. So there was a publication ban on her to protect her. And then she went ahead and then just like released her own name. <laughs> so so like, like, oh, so okay, they were like, we then. won't release your name out of respect and privacy. And yeah. she's like, fuck that. I want my name. She's out like, there. it's Jessica. Bitches. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So she let that out. And then she went through the whole human rights case. And her complaints were towards female salon workers who refused to wax her scrotum. OK, side note, scrotum isn't like a like everyday word for me yeah. so yeah. i had to like almost it's look your it ball up sack, it is your balls it's yeah. the skin yeah just say balls man i know you got to be you know articulate in these cbc articles but so balls. you googled squirt up and looked at pictures <laughs> <laughs> Aha, different angles. Oh, scrotum. That's a beautiful scrotum. (laughs) They didn't want to wax this. Look at the shade of this one. Mm. Look at the shaping and texture of that one. The wrinkles are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So, workers refused to wax their scrotum, were part of a campaign to both enrich herself and punish South Asian people. Oh, really? She views as hostile to the rights of the transgender people. That's. So they're saying exactly that she was targeting these people. She found them on Facebook. Most of them or all of them worked out of their home or would come to your home. And do it for you. And do it for you. Yeah. So she now they're saying, hey, you're racist. Yeah. You had personally targeted these people. Yeah. Um, And they had all denied it. Like they want they didn't want to do it first that they've never met a trans one person didn't meet a transgender person. Yeah. Religious views, not comfortable yeah. with it. So yeah. now this is like a human rights case. Like, yeah. hey, everyone has a right to get their balls fucking waxed. Yeah, the scrotum. Scrotum, ball sack, yeah. skin, wax. I deserve and I'm entitled to have my balls bare. Yes. Hairless. Hairless, shiny ass, yeah, yeah. wrinkly balls. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's what she was wanting. Yeah. So I looked up the 
it was sort of, it's like a billion pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to the nitty gritty, the ball sack of it all yeah. of her, um, her case. So one thing was there's five people. Okay. That it was her against five people. Three was, they were represented by, um, a firm. Okay. But it was like one of those, anyways, I'll get to that. But the thing was that she was saying that they were discriminate discriminating against her because of her sexual orientation. Okay. But she specifically had targeted people of color. So right. like a lot of them were Sikh. One was a Brazilian woman. Yeah. But do all these people work at the studio or did she go to five different places? She went to five like five different places and they were all from Facebook. So they were texting. Got it. So they were like, hey, you're a racist. You started saying racist shit online on Twitter. And she's like, yeah, because they were discriminating against me. And it's really shitty. It's a really shitty feeling. And then she blasted, like, screen grabs yeah. of their conversation. Yeah, yeah. And some of it is kind of like, what the fuck? You sound like a crazy person Who? now. Jessica? Jessica. Okay. Because it, it seems really harsh. And... The person who does the waxing was like really apologetic, yeah. like, "Hey, I've never met a transgender person." Yeah. First, she was like, "Hey, you look like a guy." Yeah. LOL. He's all like, "Hey, no, I'm a girl." Yeah. And it was like, "Okay, sorry. Uh, these are my hours." Da da da. Yeah. And she's like, um, "What's your availability?" And she's like, "Well, I'm transgender. Is that an issue for you?" And she's like, "I don't know what that is. I don't. I've never met anyone transgender." Yeah. Yeah. She's like, "Well, I'm a girl now. I used to be a guy." She's like, "Yeah, there is a problem. I don't think I can do you. Sorry. Why is that a problem? I don't feel comfortable." Says the wax, yeah. the, the beautician. Yeah. I'm a girl. Sorry, no. You can't do that. FYI, it's discrimination. She's like very apologetic. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude or anything. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not very comfortable. My husband won't accept me to do this. Sorry. Yeah. Da, da, da. Like, yeah. Under human rights, now you're putting this person in a position. And why where, would like, you want to she... force somebody to do that on you as well? It's like it's, and also like, does do these places that she these people that she went to do they do they do male genitalia? Or this do is they... not something they do. Yeah. So they've never this done. It's not male part genitalia. of their exactly. Yeah. Their specialty. Totally. Plus, these are people working out of their homes. I feel like she's kind of going around trying to. She's triggered, you know? Yeah. She's like, give me a reason to like call exactly. you Exactly. She's targeted small yeah. businesses, yeah. manufactured the conditions for a human rights complaint, yeah. and then leveraged that complaint to pursue a financial settlement from parties who are unsophisticated and likely to mount a proper defense. So that's what they were saying. So now the people that were represented by, I forget what the company or it's the fine. firm was, but anyways, um, now she has to pay them because she was going to get them to pay for all this like retribution, yeah, yeah. the cost, yeah. like legal costs and all that. Yeah. And now they're like, no, you pay them each $2,000. So they're saying she's at yeah, all Yeah, now she's out 6000 Because she was like blasting everybody yeah. and stuff. So it's like public defamation then, right? Yeah, it's like more defamation like extortion. Yeah, extortion. Extortion, she uses a weapon for extortion. So she's like, if you don't do this for me, then I'm going to sue you? Or like, or like how, how is she extorting them? Well, she like had targeted them. These yeah. were all people that worked out of their home. She found them on Facebook. Yeah. And then the second was they're all people of color. Right, right. And then third, she took them up and she would say like one was for like arms and waxing, yeah. but they she didn't disclose the extras, yeah. which is like my ball sacks. It's like I also, my arms, my legs, and I also my scrotum. <laughs> like that. Arms, scrotum, legs, and yeah, no, arm, underarms. Yeah, yeah. I'll do those ones too, <laughs> for sure. So that's what it came down to. I get where she's coming from, you know, in a sense. I'm sure there's places out there that specifically will. Yeah, no, I'm sure there are. Um, 
and I I get where she's coming from in a sense from like the discriminatory part of it. But I like just, she's going to businesses that work out of their home. Yeah, I think it's kind of different. Yeah, for sure. It's like I think her her uh the way she went about it is not right. It's almost like she's she's trying to pick a fight with people. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's I don't know. Part of me feels bad for her, but part of me doesn't the way she handled it. I don't, because I went to read on, um, I guess this is like the journal of how the trial went, and this is how the tribunal came with their decision of not granting this as a human rights issue. Okay. One part where she like would not say whether or not she had male parts. Yeah. So she was all like, yeah, I have a vulva. I'm intersex. And they're like, okay, what are the parts? And she's like, that is a rude question. I will not answer. It's like, but this is something you requested yeah. to get done. She's like, no, that is a rude question. I'm not going to answer. And it's like. It's like, it's like you going you... to like a hair salon and being, and they're asking you, oh, how long was your hair? And you're like, that's a rude question. I'm not asking you. Like, I'm not answering that. Did you have bangs? Excuse me? Yeah, <laughs> it was exactly. like that. Yeah. So anyways, that went down. And I feel like. To me, and maybe I don't understand, and maybe someone can enlighten me. Yeah. If you feel wronged in that way, to keep going to the same type of business yeah. at home, like after another, after another. It's like, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you, in a sense, right? It's just like, yeah. she should have known that maybe if like a couple of businesses, independent businesses, aren't willing to do this, that the likelihood that a third, fourth, fifth time, yeah, someone from their home, yeah. the same thing. Like, exactly. exactly. And why are you specifically choosing to target these people? Like, why are you specifically going to, you know, person number three, person number four, person number five? Like, figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? You don't have to go to these businesses. You can go other places. There's places. Yeah. And human rights, too. To take it to that level. Yeah. Like, human rights to me is, um, you know, like, your rights not being heard. In totally. terms of like voting. Okay, yeah. so I looked up human rights. There's 30 yeah. according to United Nations. Okay. And this is something that's been established since 1948. All right. And they're like serious ones. Like all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's more. You have to go into detail on right. your own because I'm not going to read everything. Okay. But everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security of person. Right. Yeah. That's, that's something yeah. these women can exercise for not... Um, waxing. No one shall be held in slavery or servitude. Slavery and the slave trade shall be prohibited in all forms. Yeah. Like these are more serious totally. accusations. It's like you're forcing somebody to do something rights. that they don't want to do. That sounds like slavery to me. Yeah. Exactly. No, that, that's a, too extreme. Sorry, then no, I take it back. No, not. It's not totally slavery, but I get where you're coming from. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the other one is, I'll end with this one. No one shall be subjected to torture or to cruel, inhumane, or degrading treatment or punishment. There you go. So. Boom. There's 30. It hasn't changed since 940, and I think no. it's still relevant now. And this seems a little bit cuckoo crazy to me. It seems definitely, a, oops, somebody that's triggered. Yeah. Very, very triggered. And they're just, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, how do I say this? It's like, she she is ruining it for other transgender people. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. Because if this is, like, if these people, this is their first experience with a transgender person, that's all they have from a perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's it's totally true. There's, like, this other article about how this kind of thing happens too often just because they're 
you know, identify this sort of way. They feel like they can get away with so many chores. Yeah, exactly. It's a huge article. It's a 10-minute read. I just, I didn't get yeah. there. But anyways, Kirk, that's something that happened in BC and recently. Um, Very relevant, too. Yeah. That's a okay, good one. that's like my that. article. Boom. All right, thank you. That was a good Welcome. one. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Maybe if Jessica Yanov is listening to our podcast, you know, Come on our podcast. We'd love to interview you and just kind of, you know, figure it out. Let's let's talk oh, about yes. it. Oh, yes. She's going to love that, too. <laughs> Yay. All right. Um, so my topic. So on our last episode, one of my sours was about how people don't recycle or clean their recycling, their plastics and stuff. And then Jessalyn had uh, counter counterpointed me with... Um, you had said something about like, oh, like, you know, that when you recycle, it doesn't really go recycle, get recycled or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, lo and behold, CBC actually posted an article or did a thing on their um, their thing called Market Watch. I think it's called Marketplace. Sorry. And they oh, actually yeah. did an article on what really happens to our recycling when it gets recycled. Um, so Marketplace did like a little insider investigation on what happens to recycling Um in this situation, they specifically looked at um, plastics, so like shopping bags, like those kinds of things. So not necessarily hard plastics, but like soft plastics. Soft plastics. Um, so Marketplace uh, bought nine bales of soft plastic, and um, they bought the bales, and then they 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 put trackers into all nine bales, and then they selected. Um, so the total was like nine tons of so one ton per bale. Um, and then they put tracking devices in each of the bales. And then they hired um, recycling companies to pick up the bales to recycle them. So the bales were picked up by uh, Merlin Plastics, Waste Connections of Canada, and GFL Environmental Incorporated. Um, all three companies claim to make um, green promises. They have you know, they use all the buzzwords. Um, their website talks about making the planet a more green place. They have promotional videos. So all that jazz. Um, so all three companies went and picked up. Um, so three companies, uh, three bales each. Um, and then they got shipped out. So um, sorry, let me just quickly catch up to where I am. Um, so the tracking devices pinged every two to three minutes with their geographical coordinates. Although, um, but of the nine trackers that they put in each bale, three of them failed, but two for each company reached a final destination. Um, they hired a company called Basil Action Network to, to run this investigation. And Basil Action Network is a U.S. charity that combats exports of hazardous waste from industrialized countries and specializes in tracking oh. waste. Um, so they're the ones who installed it. So they installed three tracking devices for each company. Um, so uh, the results. Okay. Out of three companies, only one fully recycled the plastic. Who did? Uh, Merlin Plastics. Go Merlin. So two trackers in Merlin's plastics uh, bales ended up at a recycling processing plant in Delta, BC, which is a suburb in Vancouver, uh, in BC, yeah, whatever, um, which suggested that it was recycled. Um, once Marketplace uh, discovered that, they reached out and uh, Berlin Plastics confirmed in a statement that they shred it, they wash it, and they pelletize it. And then they sell it to um, another customer that's make, that makes um, similar plastic materials, like recycled plastic materials. Okay, so then the next company, um, GFL, uh, both of their trackers went straight to a waste-to-energy facility. 
So it was recycled in a sense that they took the plastics and they burned it. Um, so they are they claim themselves uh, they claim that it was a landfill alternative that creates power by incinerating garbage. Unfortunately, um, what happens with this is when they do that, it's actually very uh, it's it's very toxic to the environment when they burn all the garbage and the plastic. Um, oh my gosh! So the process for this is uh, the garbage gets incinerated. Um, and when it gets incinerated, harmful acid gases are emitted from the burning process, but they become trapped in um, the incinerator, and then they're treated with chemical scrubbers that convert them into neutral salts. So that's how it gets kind of uh, waste-to-energy uh, process of it. Um, so yes, they are recycling in a sense that they're trying to energy, but it's still bad for the environment because it's super toxic. And last but not least, waste connections. Um, so their tracking devices showed that um, uh, they claimed that they sent it to a recycling facility. However, the trackers showed that the bills ended up in a junkyard in Surrey, B.C., as well as a landfill in Richmond, B.C. So Waste <laughs> Connections is actually the worst. Uh, so Marketplace, once they found out, reached out to Waste Connections uh, for just clarity. Um, the company didn't respond directly, but they did uh, say that there was some miscommunication about where this recycling bill was supposed to go, and they took this load to a waste facility by accident. Of course they right. did. Um, uh, so then just one more thing that came up was a recent study published by the Federal Ministry of Environment and Climate Change revealed plastics are landfilled 86% of the time. So, you know, that's a little food for thought. Uh, quite shocking, definitely. So um, then when the city of Vancouver picks up those bins... yeah. Of soft plastics yeah. and plastics and yeah. stuff. Yeah, they probably hire yeah, a so, company like this. Yeah. So, um, uh, the reason why some Canadian plastic ends up being burned or landfilled is that the companies we trust to recycle those materials—they're not actually obligated to do it. Um, certain uh, certain people that are contracted to do that—it um, has to be in your contract to ensure that they do recycle the plastic. Um, Not just pick it up. Yeah, exactly. So if they're picking up from like a residential area, then you then it's um, that's one way to ensure that your plastic is recycled because it's in your contract. But if it's external, like uh, if the bales had been um, outside of their contractual obligations, if the stuff was picked up outside of that, then they wouldn't be obligated to recycle it. And in those situations, they would get put into a landfill. Okay, then it's almost like, what's the point? Well, it's it's a point if you live somewhere and you're part of the boot box program, like recycling programs, you know what I mean? But like sometimes... Uh, but then soft plastics, like in, in my building, they yeah. collect all of the plastic, small plastic bags. Yeah. And wrappers yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, So in those situations, your plastic probably is recycled. But whether or not... I mean, they are contractually obligated to recycle it. Whether or not they actually do it is another story. So you'd have to find out, okay, who is doing your recycling? And then yes. kind of figure out from there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think what sums it up is they're only going to recycle it if there's a profit to be made. So yes. just something I'm to I'm trying consider. to look for this article, too, because to counter that, like, I know of that company that um, compounds down yeah. plastics and they make these pellets to then resell them. Yeah. But they're now sitting on a shitload of pellets and yeah. no one wants to buy it. Totally. Yeah. hundred percent. And... So it's like, what do we do with it, right? Like, yeah. plastics are such a huge thing in the world, you know? We can't get rid of it. 
it's it's burning it is super toxic to the environment trying yeah. to energy recycling it and re- repurposing it into something else can still be used but are enough industries using it no right um in addition to that um oftentimes our recycling is shipped to countries across the world to be fashioned to things like frames or other non-food grade items after which the quality of plastics is often too low to be cycled again so even though our plastics get recycled they can't be recycled again so if you buy a recycled plastic product you the likelihood that you can recycle it again is you're probably going to end up in the landfill because the plastic by that point isn't recyclable oh my god that's so sad yeah so yeah um that's kind of the gist of that story um it's quite disappointing to hear for sure um so just try to reduce the amount of plastic you're using i know it's hard the... but that's this whole so like supply and demand thing yeah too. exactly so hopefully people you know i mean we are doing the best that we can like Companies are banning plastic bags. They're charging. They're switching to paper, or they're charging for plastic bags. So you think twice about asking for a plastic bag. Um, I think our generation is pretty good at it for the most part. We are conscious about, I think, our consumption and waste and all that stuff. It's the older generation or other countries that aren't fully aware of the impacts of their waste that are really the major. Well, cause then of you this. tell that to yeah. the Greta Thunbergs of this yeah. world who are fucking sad and scared. They exactly. shouldn't be sad and, and scared and pissed. Yeah. They mad. Yeah, they are very mad. So anyways, that's that's my topic. I thought it was really relevant considering the last topic we talked about recycling and it's no, just it's been on my up. mind nonstop. Yeah. And I've heard like I just the more I talk about the more I hear about things about how like, you know, if you don't wash your plastics properly, then it just gets dumped in the landfill. Um if you if there's one small contaminant in your plastic spin, your entire thing gets dumped in a landfill. So just be extra conscious about how you're recycling, where you're recycling, and all that jazz. And all that jazz. And all that jazz. Yes. Okay, okay. so... So this is the part of the show where we do our sweet and sour, sour and sweet. Yeah. So um, try to think of a sour. Okay. I, I can't. Okay, I have a sour. Do you have a sour? Yeah. Okay. My sour is actually related to my topic, is that I think, you know, we... I think it's, it's, it's bullshit, and it's kind of false advertising that a lot of companies or a lot of grocery stores and stuff, they sell compostable bags and co- compost things. Yeah. But it turns out that a lot of the compost bags and bins that you buy aren't actually compostable. I just found out recently that the plastic... So there's like, you compost, right? Yeah. So you know how you can buy like liner bags or like paper bags? Okay. So um, I've been buying the plastic ones that say they're compostable and compostable grade plastic bags. It turns out a lot of the compost factories here don't accept those plastic bags. They're not compostable friendly. What? So, so is I paper be- better then? Paper is better. Yeah, so you should buy the paper ones. Uh, yeah, I just found that out. That's and shocking. I've been seeing, and what's really disappointing is that nowhere in the grocery stores and the drug stores and the convenience stores does it say that, you know, it's not... It's not, you like, double check with your, you know, like, or just, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you're telling me it's compostable, so I, I believe that it's compostable, yeah. you know what I mean? But now you're saying I have to read the fire print and then double check with my composting facility to make sure that this compostable yeah. bag is compostable. It's like... That's stupid. That means it's just, I don't trust what my grocery store is selling anymore, That you know what I mean? Like, Well, there's also maybe no standard then. Yeah. So that's why you have to go check with... But... 
I would assume that if a grocery store is selling me something that says it's compostable, it would be compostable. It would, yeah. yeah. So no, that's my that makes sense. I just feel like there's. I think there needs to be better education and better. Um, just does your building oh, not provide the bags? No. Okay. Your building does. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so it's, nice. They are very nice. So yeah, if we don't question it. In my building, they posted a thing saying stop putting plastic bags in the compost bin. We're getting fined. Oh my god! And I was like, oh yeah, like all oh, those people. I can't believe they're throwing plastic bags. They should be like, buying the. P.S. It's you, Colton. <laughs> I know. You did this. They had pictures of it. They were my plastic bags, but oh, they were. They weren't. Oh, they, they weren't. weren't. No, okay. they weren't. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, false advertising, not cool, or just like deceiving advertising. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would expect that we need we need better education. People need to be more, you know, learned about all this stuff. They need to be woke about this yeah. stuff. All right. Can you use woke for something like that? I think so. Okay, woke. We all need to be more woke about it. Okay. All right, what's yours? Sweet. Uh, Stanley Park. All right. Tell yeah, me about so Stanley. we did the Halloween Halloween um, train? ghost train. Oh, was it spooky? Uh, we went when it was light out because I heard it was really spooky. My yeah. cousin's kids went and uh, one seven, the other is four. Yeah. And they were freaked out. <laughs> they were legit freaked out. The theme is like Alice in Nightmare Land. Oh. So there was some like, you know, I, I can see the scary aspects. There were like yeah. creepy dolls and stuff. Yeah. Um, so we went like earlier in the day, it was still like light out. Yeah. There were no actors. Okay. So I can only imagine in my imagination. Yeah. I think it's great. Your imagination station. But uh, it was nice and long. You got to see a lot of things. It was super kid friendly. Yeah. And on top of that, there's other activities to do there. So there's like coloring stations. Yeah. So family friendly. Yeah. Face painting. There's food trucks. Yeah. There's a playground just around the corner. Like yeah. really fun. Yeah. Um, it, I think it goes till, actually, maybe it just goes till the 31st. So you've okay. got a week. Um, but otherwise, they do a Christmas one as well. And I think they run through the summer. Cool. So if you can't make it to this one, you got to try it out for another time. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Stanley Park. Maybe put that on my list of things to do. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Okay. My suite is um, a book, actually. Oh. I've discovered an author whose name is Celeste Ng. So an Asian author. Yes. Asian American. Um. And the book that I read was Everything I Never Told You. It's a really good book if you're into, like, family, family drama and all that stuff. Um, it's pretty much about a multiracial family. It's a half Asian, half American, Caucasian kids. And just, um, yeah, it's read it. It's, it's interesting just to read about the dynamics and just what happens when a family is multiracial growing up in, like, the 60s and 70s. And it's a good good read. Good read. Family drama, a lot of suspense and drama. Yeah. Oh, is there? It's like a murder mystery. And uh, yeah, yeah. I guess they do talk about it. Essentially, their daughter dies, and you just see the toll that it takes and all the secrets that they've been keeping. So that's the gist of it, essentially. But it's really good. Highly recommend it. It's good, 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 good. Good. Maybe I'll add that to my my list. Yeah. All right. So I guess that concludes episode thirty-three or thirty-two plus, plus one. one. As I like to count these days, a little mathematics. Play us out, Jess. Let's find a fun note. <laughs> Put on a yellow packaging. Oh, yellow packaging. That was episode. Episode 33. Yay.
rate and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at yellowpackaging604. And until next time, adios. Bye-bye. Au revoir.